Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Rachel and you probably found me out through Instagram if you follow me. And if you don't, make sure to follow me to give me some support. Um, But anyway, in these podcasts uh, are just about me reading my book. So I'm just going to be reading my book to you. And, you know, if you like it, then subscribe. Um, And, you know... Uh, stay tuned uh, for each chapter of the book, and yeah, let's get into it. Also, enjoy the nice fire crackling <laughs> in the background. Uh, you know, grab a snack, get comfortable. Okay, so now I'm actually going to start reading. Okay. Sound of Silence, Chapter 1. It was a normal evening in Maine. There lived a house alone in the middle of a manifold of trees. The house was an off-white color and was quite large. It looked like a forest. You couldn't see the city at all. There lived a family of three. Martha Adams was cooking spaghetti, and Tony Adams was doing his taxes on the couch. Allie Adams was in her room, looking out her window with her big blue eyes, staring at the stars and wondering what it would be like if she wasn't deaf. Allie was only six years old, and she was homeschooled. She never had seen a city, let alone a public school. Allie was smart for her age. She knew how to speak in sign language, but never had the courage to actually speak. Tony, can you go upstairs and tell Allie that dinner's ready? said Martha nicely. Martha stood about five foot five and was slim. She had light brown hair, and it was cut short, and she had big blue eyes just like Allie. She stirred the pot with her tiny hand and sprinkled the ingredients over the pan as she went. Martha poured Allie a glass of water and scooped the spaghetti on three plates. Tony went up the wooden stairs as they creaked behind him. Allie, dinner's ready. Tony signed with a smile on his face. Tony was a good guy, but he had his life troubles, but he always made sure that Allie didn't find out. He always made sure he was happy around his family, even on his worst days. Okay, I'll be right down, signed Allie, excited for dinner. Allie liked dinner because her family was usually busy, and at dinner they all got to spend time together. Allie went downstairs. Martha put the plates on, on the table, and steam was rising from the spaghetti. There was a bowl of fruit next to Allie on her right and a salad on her left. Allie ate her dinner and thanked her mom in sign language. Why don't you go upstairs and get ready for bed, Tony signed as he squatted down to Allie's height as she was talking. Allie walked upstairs and put on her pink dress she used as pajamas. She brushed her teeth and walked over to her room. Allie got in bed and was falling asleep. Her eyelids felt heavy, and soon enough they shut, but she wasn't quite asleep yet. Out of nowhere, Allie smelled a strong aroma of smoke. Allie disentangled herself from her bed sheets and ran downstairs. Because Allie was deaf, her other senses were heightened. Her mom was preparing dinner for the week, and Allie tapped her on the leg. Her mom just patted her on the head and did not pay attention. Allie didn't know how to warn her parents because she couldn't form any words, let alone even make a noise. Allie looked to her left, and the front door had bursted into flames of yellow, red, and orange. The flames were burning through the wooden walls. A few seconds passed, and the flames had already spread across the room. Allie was in a panic because there was already so much havoc around her. Allie ran for the back door. The whole house collapsed and bursted up in flames. Her parents never made it out the door. Allie was the only survivor. Allie cried and wiped her tears on her pink dress. 
Ellie had her big blue eyes with short light brown hair with bangs. She was pale, pale skin and a slim figure. Ellie slid her back down the trunk of a tree and continued to cry. Ellie watched her parents die right in front of her eyes. She had no idea what she was going to do or how she was going to move on. Suddenly, she felt two hands come under her arms and someone had picked her up, some stranger. The stranger threw her over his shoulder and carried her through the woods and past her house. The house began to disappear as the stranger walked farther and farther into the woods. The stranger opened the door of the car and fastened her seatbelt. Allie saw the stranger's lips moving but could not tell what they were saying. She sat quietly and her eyes were puffy from crying. She looked at the window, wondering where were these strangers taking her? There were no trees anymore. There were streets and tall buildings, nothing like she had seen before. Allie was homeschooled, so she had never had seen a city before. There was concrete and people had something on that covered their ears and were bobbing their heads. In their hand, they were holding some type of device. Then there was a lady in yoga pants that was pushing a stroller, and the kids in it looked about my age. The moth had alphabet cards in her hand. I thought, these kids are still learning the non-deaf alphabet? Shouldn't they know that by now? Maybe the deaf one is easier than the regular one, Allie thought. Then, in front of the lady with the stroller, was a man walking an animal of some kind. It was brown and big, with pointy ears. He had it on a rope that was attached to its neck. The animal opened its mouth and closed it, and everyone around him stopped and went the other direction. They looked scared of it, but it didn't look harmful to me. This town was strange, in Allie's opinion. After about 15 minutes, the car stopped moving. There was a red light, and all the cars stopped. There was a man in dirty clothes and had a bike lying next to him. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but there was a glass on the floor that said something in the non-deaf alphabet, but I couldn't read it. No one paid attention to the man, and for some reason, when the light turned green, all the cars started again and drove away in all different directions. Fifteen minutes later, I saw two men in jackets that were black and had an odd finish to them, but they looked heavy. One of the men took his hand and curled all his fingers together, making his hand in a circular shape. He moved his arm forward, and the other boy fell on the ground, but did not get up. It looked like the other guy hurt him, but maybe it was an accident? Their mouths were moving at a fast pace, and the veins in their neck began to pop out. Allie was scared and quite confused. Who were these people, and where were they taking her? The, gar the car had eventually stopped, and the stranger opened the door and unbuckled my seatbelt. Right in front of me was a huge building with letters. I was still learning how to read, and I couldn't tell what the sign read. The stranger helped me out of the car and put his hand on my back and walked me through the doors of this place. The place was huge, way bigger than my house. It had, a, it had white walls and kids of all ages everywhere, doing all different activities. I saw the strangers walk up to a desk and were signing papers. Then, someone in a white jacket came up to me. These two people will be adopting you today, signed the nurse with a huge smile on her face. Her teeth were as white as the walls, and she had tan skin and dark hair. What does adopting mean? I signed, just wanting to get the information I needed. I was already having the worst day of my life. I just wanted to know what was going on. It means you'll have a new family, 
And this can be tough, but I assure you, these people will take good care of you, signed the nurse as she put her hand on my shoulder. Okay, well, how do I know if I can trust these people, signed Allie. Don't worry, sweetheart, we'll all be okay. We're having them sign papers and other things to make sure everything is safe for you, signed the nurse, trying to convince me everything was okay. I really didn't need anyone telling me that I'd be fine. I knew what happened, and none of it was fine at all. My new parents finished signing the papers. They put me in the car and drove me to their house. I walked past the threshold, and it was a red-bricked house and two stories. They showed me to my room, and it was almost completely empty. It had tan walls, a mattress, with an old blue blanket on top. A bathroom was connected to my room, and it had a mirror. On the floor, there was a clipboard and a pen. There was also a closet to my left. There was nothing in the closet but dust bunnies. There was, a du there was dust in all four corners of the room. I sat on the mattress, and when I stood up, it launched me and gave me a force that almost felt like a spring. My parents put me to bed, and all I could think about was, Who are these people? I just wanted my regular parents back. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw my parents practicing sign language. The next morning, someone shook me awake. Alright you guys, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you subscribe if you liked it. And stay tuned for more episodes if you want to know what happens next. And I promise next time I'll make the episodes longer if we get enough subscriptions. Um, I'm just testing to see how you guys like it, and yeah. Alright guys, have a great rest of your day, and bye!